Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Forrest Stevens Show. Today, I'm going to be just randomly flipping to a page of my book, which is called Tripping, and I'm going to expand on and react to the paragraph that that page has. And um, this is something you can do with my book, as well as it can be a trip companion and um, even a daily calendar type book where you open a new page every day. Um, but yeah, I like to just randomly flip to it and open it up. And uh, here we go. So let's just pick one here. Spreading yourself thin in work is a big problem because you will be too tired or otherwise unable to seize opportunity in one part of your business if your attention is elsewhere. Hmm. So, uh, sometimes my thoughts are business orientated. I'm an entrepreneur. I've been a business owner for seven or eight years now, full time, um, creating my own media and living off of that and working with other filmmakers as well. So, with that, uh, I do mention business, I do mention work, but I think that this can be expanded into your life. I think that when we spread ourselves too thin, we are, we literally don't have the time or energy to do other things that are important. I mean, it, it's, it seems like a very simple statement that I'm making there, and it is, but we can get deeper into it and fully flesh out what that means. Um, I think it means a lot more than people think it does, you know, because we all take for granted the amount of time that we have in the day, in the hour, and in our life. We all think we're going to live longer than we do. I don't think any of us, or very few, I should say, um, think that we're going to live less than we do. Spreading yourself thin in work is a big problem because you will be too tired to otherwise or otherwise unable to seize opportunity in one part of your business if your attention is elsewhere. So this can become a problem when you are unable to seize opportunity. You know, if you're too tired or if you are too preoccupied, you cannot put your attention and your attention is your focus and your time on the thing on something that might come up. I think there's this quote and it goes something like um, luck is um, having been prepared to seize an opportunity. I think that we all have different lucky things that happen to us but if we're not ready for them or if we are unable to actually seize them then we aren't lucky. You know, um, I think that we need to, and we can dive deeper into our ability to uh, seize opportunities or to deal with things that come up. We can, I don't know if we all know how thin we can spread ourselves. Um, and that can be, that can be sort of training, right? You can, you can do a lot more than you think you can. And the more you do, the more you'll be able to stretch out and build the strength of being able to do more things. It's like being, it's like years of neglect to your physical body. Um, 
it is a lot harder for you to even get physically up and at them and kind of you know doing some kind of exercise than if you were regular doing regularly doing exercise right there can be this lethargy that happens if we reserve too much of our time and just wait for opportunities if, if that's all we're doing right so there's a balance there we need to be able to be working at a proper level in our lives and it doesn't just go for business but we need to be working on the um the proper aspects of our existence in this world at a degree where we have a little bit left over but we stretch ourselves out and we stretch ourselves out when we know we can we don't overstretch ourselves um we don't overestimate the our ability uh when we do not have the time or energy and we know that right i think that's something that i've definitely struggled with to a degree is overextension right spreading myself too thin i've definitely felt spread too thin in my life and then there's other periods of my life where i am not working enough i do not have the motivation the drive or the goal that is pushing me to work harder than i could be or that i am so there's this happy medium of spreading yourself out a little bit having kind of coming back back and forth and in that is the ability to seize opportunity i think seizing opportunity is really key if anybody listening is into investing there's a good analogy here where it's a good idea to have some cash on the side that cash on the side is your time and energy left over from not having spread yourself too thin in work or in your business and in just in the same way by not spreading all this cash on the side out to the investments that you currently have by holding bigger positions you you save a bit of this and i mean money works such so good in this analogy because it literally is stored energy and then you can seize an opportunity and what's an opportunity is a distressed asset with a strong future outlook and strong fundamentals um and and basically fundamentals i mean keep, come down in in some ways in my mind to two things which is their cash on hand and and future cash um, which I'll, I'll just combine as saying cash and their debt, right? So their assets, their liabilities. Um, what is debt? But something that's going to take stored energy away. And it's going to take more and more away if interest rates are higher longer. Um, because that, that correlation is basically those two things get times together or added together or calculated together and they give you what is actually being taken away from that business. Um, and then your cash and your assets are your assets that, uh, that make you more money and those things need to be balanced. So that's why it's called a balance sheet when you look at a company's fundamentals is because you need to balance or you should balance your assets and liabilities and you basically your cash and your debts. Um, we can do the same thing in a non-monetary way. We can, we can think about the fact that we have this time and we have this measurement of time 
and we can look at it as simple as a day. If you have a day, what do you have? You have 24 hours. What does that mean? There's 60 minutes to an hour. So that's 60 times 24. You know, you, you can break it down further and further. We don't need to break it down that far, but, but we have this measurement of something, which is time. And, uh, you know, some of those hours need to be broken down into sleep. Some of those, and, and sleep is a restorative thing for your energy for the next day. And we, I think this comes back and this makes me think this paragraph about how limited we have on this, on this earth. Are we spending our time in valuable ways? This doesn't mean becoming a workaholic. This doesn't mean giving up video games. This doesn't mean, um, it does, this doesn't really mean anything specific, but it can. It can to you if you are allocating too much of your time and energy to something that has had diminishing returns or maybe even impacting you negatively. And we can allocate time and energy to things that better our future and our life. I think it's um, really important to find things in your life that make your life better. You know, there's a reason that we are attracted to certain types of people for friendship. It's because when we hang out with them, they improve our life. We don't hang out with people, or at least we try not to hang out with people that make us feel worse about our lives. So we can, we can do that with everything. We can think about the food that we eat. We can think about the way we sleep, the amount we sleep, our forms of entertainment and relaxation. And those two things get tied together quite a lot. But they don't have to be. And in fact, in a lot of ways, they're better separate. Uh, it's not actually as relaxing as it might seem in your brain to sit on a couch and watch television and eat snacks. It's actually not that restorative. There's much more restorative things you can do out there. Lots, lots more things that will actually give you more energy. Um, let's read this one more time and uh, see if this brings up anything else. Spreading yourself thin in work is a prob is a big problem because you will not you will be too tired <laughs> or otherwise unable to seize opportunity in one part of your business if your attention is elsewhere. Okay, so this this goes into this other part that we haven't really touched on but if your attention is elsewhere you might not even see opportunity. You might be too distracted to see the opportunity of fun, you know. And and it's also goes beyond that. It's like this is, uh, you know, I'm just trying to pull an analogy here. But if you have a box that's tucked away in your house, that's hidden from sight, and that box has a board game in it or an old console or something that would actually be a lot of fun, right? If you don't see that, you don't have the opportunity for that. You have to be aware of the opportunity to seize it. 
So some of the energy that you should allocate should just be for observation. You need to work on your observation to be able to even be aware that there might be an opportunity that you missed. Like you can think back on opportunities as well. You can think back on people that you've met, conversations that you've had and conversations that you could have had. There's no reason to dwell on that, but it's a way to possibly sharpen that observation, that observation skill. And becoming observant is very difficult in the moment. It's very tough to actually think about the situation that you're currently living in. Uh, it can be tough because when you do, it makes you feel bad, but it can also just be tough because it's hard to remember to do that. It's hard to remember to think, okay, I'm talking to this person right now. That's an interesting thing that's going on. Maybe I should think about what I want to say. What do, what kind of conversation do I want to have with this person? Where do I want to take this? I think so much of our life is on autopilot. And the thing about autopilot is it's very efficient. But in the efficiency, it doesn't allow a lot of time to look around and observe something new. It doesn't allow time to smell the roses, for example. So if you're running on autopilot, you're going to efficiently go from point A to point B, but in between point A and point B, there's point A1 and and A2 and A3, and, and you didn't even observe that there are those other routes that are less efficient, but possibly more rewarding. I think we have an incentive in us, and especially when we go on autopilot, we have... We, we do this thing where we drive for efficiency. And efficiency is useful. Efficiency is a survival mechanism. It keeps us alive when times are tough. But it doesn't allow us to be creative. We don't have a lot of space when we are being efficient to be creative. Because creativity burns more energy it takes more time it's a hassle if your life is not correct if your life is not ready if we look back in ancient history and civilizations over time we can see that the civilizations that have the most recorded art and innovation they are cities that are located in areas where food is abundant or where resources are abundant, I should say, and oftentimes where peace is available, where there's no war. Now, war can drive innovation as well um, as it does, but it, it, it really helps to drive it if the war is further away, if there is an area for peace, because that allows people to think beyond just survival. I don't have to kill this other person to survive. I don't have to defend myself. And I can get food with relative ease or ease enough that it allows me to have a bit of free time to think. It allows for a less direct route from day to day and from, and from living to 
passing on my life, right? I mean, there's, there's the survival instinct can relax a little bit. And I think the people that are the most creative are the ones that are the most relaxed. Um, now, there's also this thing that happens with creativity. We have this kind of connection where we think like, okay, creative people in this world are troubled people. They're, they're people who have come from something troubled. I mean, there's a cliches, um, comics, comedians, they're very creative people. They literally create new ideas. And those ideas are that are, that are so different that they actually make you involuntarily laugh. It's an amazing thing what comedians can do. We have this perception that, okay, well, they've got to come from some kind of weird childhood, broken home, had some crazy experiences, lived somewhere weird, so that they can talk about something that is funny and interesting. Uh, and that might be true because there is this thing where if you don't have any unique perspective, even if you are very creative, well, there's just less, there's just less incentive to be creative if you have no problems to solve, right? There's, if everything's all good, everything's fine. If you, then that, that lulls you into a sense of being like, what, why do I need to be creative? Because creativity is, is changing something. It's going to change your mind. It's going to change a piece of paper into a drawing. It's going to change a uh, a thought into a sentence that is shareable. Um, creativity is going to change something. That's It's the act of change. That's what creativity is. Um, so you need you need drive still. You need to be aware of suffering, I think. You need to be aware of not necessarily suffering, actually, like in a comedian sense, you need to be aware of how something could be different. Doesn't mean better, but probably it does in a lot of cases. That's why, uh, you know, it's very interesting um, kind of what is happening. There's a lot of creative companies and and maybe they are too creative in this world um that are suffering because money has become tight and when that happens there's a little bit more stress on that money and it's saying um you know what i can't just lose it to creativity i need to put it where i know that i can make returns right so that's that's what hap was happening in some degree in the capital markets once again i always talk about uh stocks and and shit like that but um i think it it, it forms a good analogy because it can it can be connected back to um life so what what that means is the ease of being creative um of living a creative lifestyle of being an ideas person of uh, coming up with a new startup um, for some sort of technology, some sort of invention of some kind almost, uh, whether it's software or not, or whether it's media. You know, think about how beaten down Disney is, how beaten down 
Paramount is. These are these are companies that create movies and television, and and part of that is their di- distribution is beat down. Um, but they are they are competing in a creative field. Um, maybe you could say that Netflix and Google and Facebook and if if you look at Facebook and if you look at YouTube and if you look at TikTok these companies have uh, rose in value a lot and if you look at uh, and when I talk about Google or Alphabet I'm talking about YouTube um, if you actually look at those companies they're basically employing creators uh, just as uh, Disney would employ um, what's his name I guess uh, John Favreau just as they would in, employ him to direct another season of Mandalorian uh, YouTube employs Mr. Beast to create content on their platform now what's interesting about YouTube um, and this happens to some degree but YouTube gets bypassed in this way whereas there's a lot of other companies that employ people on these social media platforms and YouTube and Facebook and TikTok don't actually have to shell out that money. And I'm talking about sponsorships. Um, so these other companies are actually paying for those creators to create on a platform that they don't actually own. And there's a degree of that in the film industry as well with um, paid advertising. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess advertisements in some way, but um, I'm, I'm thinking about like product placement. Um, so that's, uh, that's an interesting thing. There's a little bit of, of other people's money going towards the creation of content that, that YouTube is ultimately, uh, YouTube, Facebook, social media accounts are ultimately profiting from and not having to actually contribute out of their cash. So that's, uh, yeah, anyway. And that incentivizes the creator to create more and create more and create better and all that, all this stuff. So if you invest in Facebook, you are investing on in everyone who posts on Facebook, on Instagram, and, um, and uh, you are investing in those creators. You should hope that there are some good creators on those platforms willing to create more content for people to spend time on and for advertisements to be shown on. And uh, that's that's basically what those businesses are. Now, YouTube is a, I mean, Google Alphabet is a conglomerate. It's so many different things than that. Um, but Meta is a little bit more that classic media company, but in this realm of, okay, well, we don't have to pay you if you're really not doing much. Like I don't get paid on Facebook. I don't get paid on Meta. I still contribute some things on there. I probably don't draw people in, um, you know, but I, I contribute on, on uh, YouTube and like podcast platforms and stuff. So Spotify, I suppose. Uh, also, don't know how many people I'm drawing in on that either. But uh, that is that is what you're buying. That's a, That's a part of what you're buying when you buy these stocks and that's a part of their business is as actually it's a lot more similar to a traditional media company than people really realize. And you kind of have to think uh, 
you think you have to think levels into it. It's not as simple as just, oh, they own this platform, a bunch of people use it. It's like actually they own this platform and only and people only use it because certain people create on it. So when Elon Musk bought Twitter and changed it to X, which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of, he bought all the people that tweet or post. That's the worst part about changing it from Twitter to X is now it's just to post. Now when you when you post on X, you're just posting. When you post on Twitter, you tweeted. And that made a lot more sense and sounded a lot better and was actually its own thing. Now it's just generic post. 100% that's the worst part about him changing it to X. I mean, that the logo and stuff sucks as well. It definitely feels like I'm clicking on a porn site. And, well, you know what? On X, you basically are if you do a little searching, um, which is an interesting thing. Not most social medias, like most like legit social medias are not like that, but um, the other social medias are basically for children, and that's maybe why they're valued more is because for advertisers, they want to... They want to show those kids ads to get them a customer for life. Um, if you show ads to some, uh, you know, 60-year-old um, QAnon supporter, you only got another 10, 15 years of their life for them to be devoted and spend money on. But, they're, you know, they do start to go into a discretionary spending phase, at least a lot of them, you know, the, the, the ones with a little more saved income, uh, they can start withdrawing and saying hey i might as well support this this advertisement or this cause or whatever so you know there is something to be said for all different age demographics for advertising but for some reason we value those uh those children's views a lot more which is creepy and weird because a lot of people prey on that okay so i've gotten uh quite off tra traffic tropic 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 thunder i've gotten quite off of uh, topic here um, spreading yourself thin in work is a big problem because you will be too tired or otherwise unable to seize opportunity in one part of your business if your attention is elsewhere so i don't know why i put opportunity to seize opportunity or uh, unable to seize opportunity in one part um I guess that one part of your business uh, could be expanded on. You could you could miss opportunities in multiple parts of your business and multiple parts of your life. Um, but each one of those parts of your business or life is one part. So we can we could expand on that, but you could also just say, um, yeah, you you miss opportunities in that one part of your of your life in that exact moment that you're missing that opportunity. And you might miss others in other parts um, at different times because not everything happens at once. Sometimes it feels like that. Sometimes you feel like you've missed out in multiple places in your life and you feel like, well, I just kind of realized it all at once. Yeah, it's happened at different times. And you can deal with all everything in different ways. And uh, that's it. That's it for this podcast, everyone. Um, if you enjoyed hit subscribe, follow on Spotify, iTunes. Um, I have an Instagram account now for this. It's at the Forrest Stevens show. 
I basically spit out these AI made reels daily. I just have it scheduled. And um, yeah, you should see a new one of those every day. They're from different episodes. So if you don't like listening to these whole long podcasts, I know sometimes I can get boring. Sometimes I can get a little wacky wild. These, this AI program that I use just cuts out like what it thinks would do the best. And then I share those on Instagram at the Forest Stevens show. So if you buy stock in Meta, you're buying this creator right here. Uh, at least my AI fucking reels that it spits out. <laughs> all right. Thanks, everyone, for watching, listening. Appreciate you all. Love you all. Hope you have a good day. Hope this helps you in some way. Um, I know we all need help. So hopefully this is helpful. <laughs>